This. This. Is URN. Oh, no way. No, no way. You cannot do that, Ben Stokes. That is remarkable. That is one of the greatest catches of all time. Hello and welcome to Sticky Wicket's live show. Um, well, me and Toby are quite hungover. That's one of the guests. Ben's here. How are you, Ben? Well, um, I would want to say I'm doing really well, but after the <laughs> result, I don't really know how I'm feeling. Yeah, it's sort of a it's gonna be a downbeat show today. Obviously, England and Pakistan are out of the tournament, and that's where most of our support lies. But Toby, I think we've got to talk about what happened after England, New Zealand. What happened yesterday? Yeah, um, so yesterday was a bit of a weird day, I thought. It was a really good day until about five o'clock. And from about five to half five, when England really struggled, it was it was very bad. And then after that, it it sort of it went up a little bit and down a little bit, because, you know, we were down in London having a bit of a laugh at the SRAs, I must add, yeah, by the way. Yeah, uh, But we, yeah, so the first three, four, four hours of after England lost... Uh, the Iron won absolutely nothing. It was the equivalent of England's sort of Ashes campaigns mm-hmm. from the 80s to about 2005. Yeah. A few close calls, a happy victory there, a bronze or two, but it was quite barren. And then yeah. a Headingley-esque moment happened. Go on. 10.25 comes around, and uh, and its best presenter, the sort of the best like individual presenter on all of student radio... And we have two candidates for this. I think we had Ella and Nilla. Ella won bronze. And so we're like, oh my God, yes, that's amazing. Yeah, we were really happy with we're that. We're so happy. It's such a prestigious award. Exactly. And that's the equivalent to like the Premier League. And if we're honest, the other trophies are more League Cup or Papa John's. Yeah. That was a proper Premier, Premier League. League. Was big. We were really happy with that. Yeah. We were I'd, so proud. It was also, I, when it came out, I was a little bit like, oh no, because every time so far, we'd won a bronze or a silver when we'd nominated almost every time at least. Yeah. But then nothing else after that. And it was just that and I was like oh that's going to be the same again we'll win nothing again and then out of nowhere well not out of nowhere because she's unbelievable Nilla wins gold it was fantastic it went mental orange first prize for the night limbs limbs absolute limbs absolute exactly absolute limbs and scenes uh, everyone went mental for it she was she was so happy you could tell and, and she really deserved it she is a fantastic mm. DJ host presenter whatever you want to call it and mm. we were all so happy for it and it was unbelievable and then uh, best studio comes around yeah well, just before, I'm not going to take responsibility for that previous gold, but during the announcements, I thought, you know what we need here? A lucky we. Now, sports fans will know up and down the country, game's going badly. You need to change it. You need something to change. And I think cricket has this a lot. When, when Headingley was happening or when Jimmy and Monty were batting, it's all like you've got to stay in your lucky space. You, you can't move. And I thought we needed to change something around. I go for a lucky pee. <laughs> now, I'm not saying when I heard in the Urinals, and the gold goes to Nia Extract and URN. Every, I, I'm going to be honest, I rushed out of that toilet far too quickly. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just great. And I just got a beautiful image of the whole of URN celebrating. And that was a fantastic sort of scene. It sort of justified the night at then. And then what happened after that, Toby? Yeah, so then it gets to the, the, the Best Station Award, basically, which is probably the maybe the number one, I guess. It's the one that... Yeah. As a whole station, it would feel unbelievable if we won that. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's because it's obviously Nilla winning it. It's fantastic. We're so happy for her. Mm. But then this would show the sort of the teamwork and how how good everyone else, how the whole whole station, how good we've all been. Which I think we all felt like we've put out, put out so much mm. effort, put put our heart and souls in the line. Higher and mower, especially you exactly know, some of the great games we've played. I think that basically that could have could have tipped it. Who knows? Who's uh, who's ringing Ian Bell? Exactly. That sort of games we played. Yeah, it all comes down mm. to you know sticky wickets games. Exactly. But yes. 
so it comes down to it and third place University Radio York second place I think got Queens Queens Radio who did fantastic they were from really Belfast good. they were a good loud bunch and um, I was really happy for them there was mm-hmm. only a few of them there but yeah they really but they were good yeah. and then th- then I was I sort of saw it and I was like no so Purple Radio from Durham they'd they'd basically won what felt like everything that night they had I think 10 nominations and probably won most of them it felt like they were a lot they had I think the second most after us we had 19 mm. and it felt like they were up for everything and were winning everything we were like oh no they're still to go they're gonna they're gonna take this from yeah. us I thought and I was like oh no oh no and I was like oh get ready to clap oh yeah purple oh you are in one oh my god the absolute lyrics. scenes <laughs> absolute everyone got up scenes. absolutely mental everyone was loving it we were like what the hell is going on everyone was hugging everyone was cheering we all got up on stage me and you have a little selfie with uh, <laughs> yeah. best thing in the background um, I mean Catherine and Flora were so happy I think because they put in so much hard work so you have to thank yeah. them Emily and Jack as well current head of station and, and deputy head of station were going for it as well everyone was loving it it was fantastic and it, yeah. it really felt changed the whole whole um, feeling round. I definitely yeah, thought it changed tonight it saved the ashes exactly, it was exactly. One of those. obviously sport we had three nominations out of six we got a bronze for the Thursday rotational show so that's sticky wickets uh, over the Trent uh, touchdown uh, the chatting like champions last year obviously that's still continuing we want a gold next year we're going to have to keep going so you're in sport members who I know are listening let's keep going <laughs> Now, obviously, yesterday wasn't just about us. England played New Zealand in a semi-final and we didn't lose by the barest of all margins. It was quite a disappointing loss, England, on top for most of the game. I believe our win percentage on Google was something mad, like 97%, and we still lost. Um, ben, what was your thoughts on yesterday and the cricket that happened uh, for England? Because it didn't go too well. No, well, obviously, before the start of the game, everyone was thinking, who is going to open with Butler? And they went with Bairstow. And, you know, in the moment, I was thinking, yeah, I agree with Bairstow. He's a good batsman and he's opened before. But in hindsight, I mean, 13 runs off 17 balls. Mm. That, that's not how you start a T20 game, especially a semi-final. You know, in hindsight, I would have loved to have seen Moe Nally <coughs> earlier so he could have get a bit more <coughs> runs. Because I think he got a 50, didn't he? He batted very well, and that's coming from me. You know, not Moe Nally's <laughs> biggest fan. But yeah, I, he did bat very well, yeah. Yeah, and then, I mean, I thought when England batted first, that they started off quite slowly, but then, um, yeah, it was largely due to Moe Nally and David Milan. We, uh, we managed to get a, a score of 166 after going quite slowly at the beginning. And, uh, I mean, getting a score of 166, the beads of sweat started to go a little bit, because I was thinking, <laughs> is that enough? But then, um, I mean, we started fantastically um, when we were bowling. Obviously, Wokes um, opening with a superb over, taking the wicket off Martin Guptill. In the third ball, and then in Wokes' his second over, he gets Kane Williamson for he got five runs or something. Five off eleven, yeah. And that's, yeah, that's which, mad, isn't it? Yeah, which was crazy. And then um, Devon Conway, my my prediction. For oh, here we go. Runs. Here we go. He started to get a few more runs. I mean, I can't I can't go on about my prediction. He's <laughs> he's twenty eighth in the top run scores <laughs> for the tournament. But um, yeah, Devon Conway and Mitchell start to have a solid partnership, which brought them back in, and then. Nisham decided to come in and he thought to himself, you know, I'll embarrass someone today. And he picked Chris Jordan. And <laughs> and then, yeah, that Chris Jordan over was the first nail in the coffin. And it all went downhill from there. <coughs> and, um, yeah, very disappointed, especially um, how Bairstow's little catch over the boundary and chuck back in. 
It was so out. close to accidentally, wasn't it? I was in my my whole study room. I jumped out the chair, <laughs> and then I saw the replay, and then I sat back down. <laughs> Not really studying too hard. I can agree. We've all done that whilst watching cricket and <laughs> studying. Well, studying. Uh, Toby, what let England down yesterday? Batting or bowling? I know it's quite vague, but if we had to pin it down to uh, one format, I don't think the but, fielding was to blame. But um, no, I think bowling probably. I well. I think a lot of it was the lack of not actually foresight but bowling variation we perhaps had we had almost too much variation with our bowlers um, which seems weird to think about so we had Chris Wokes who was an unbelievable new ball bowler and fantastic for that Chris Jordan who's supposedly an unbelievable death bowler didn't quite get to plan yesterday it's tough and then also Mark Wood who's fantastic through the middle but they're all very one one point like very focused on that one thing mm. um, when Tyron Mills was in there say um, he w- he went we had two death bowlers specialists and he can bowl through the middle so he kind of combines Wood and Jordan which would have helped a lot Joffre's arguably the best ever we could have had he can literally bowl anywhere at any point to anyone he's unbelievable at that yeah. even likes of Sam Curran who if perhaps isn't as good as the new ball bowler as Wokes but is a top and tail bowler I mean, he can bowl at the beginning and at the end. He's he's a very very good death bowler as well. So perhaps if he was in there, if Arch was in there, Mills was was in there still, um, and then obviously Stokes and Roy with the bat would have been very helpful as well. So I think it's a it's really is a bit of a mix, and and look, the injuries didn't help. But then I think it was the, the death bowling really let us down. That sixteen overs, uh, sixteen run over from Chris Jordan, and the seventeenth or eighteenth, I think it was, really just sort of. Brought them back into a Nisham just took him down. Might have even been more than sixteen, actually. No, I think it was like twenty-five. Yeah, crazy like that. Oh, because it was all the wides and stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. So that's that really sort of just basically turned the momentum. It felt like Ben Nisham could just go in and and swing basically, and and that's what he did. Got two two hundred and forty-five strike rate is unbelievable. Not many people can say they've done that in a World Cup semi-final, Um, and it's just a bit of a shame that that happened then really I mean New Zealand do deserve something you think something right okay this let's let's okay let's calm it down they don't deserve something they've just won the World Test Championship we've got to give it to New Zealand here mm. as well they've been to the final yeah, of, everything. of the World Cup final and they lost to the best side maybe yeah. of all time in a one day cricket, cricket yeah. they've been India in a World Test final they're now in the final of a World mm. T20 having beaten the two favourites in be- India exactly yeah. and I stupidly said at the start of the tournament as much as your Bangladesh uh, Holland prediction was stupid yeah. Toby and let's repeat that Holland will be the dark horses of the World Cup did they win a match? No. Uh, me- uh, metaphorically, they metaphorically. won a match. To be fair, though, your top run score prediction. Baba Azam is there. I was actually a good up. shout. Okay, we'll move on to that later say. on. But New Zealand are a fantastic side, and we've got to talk about Kane Williamson here. Yes, he, like we said, five of eleven, not great. But to captain your country to three finals, that's that is incredible. Ben, how big do you think the legacy of Kane Williamson will be <coughs> if they do win on Sunday? Is it? Is it Sunday? Uh, Sunday? Sunday, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I know some people will judge a person's career on the like the trophies and the titles that they've won, but I think the fact that you know just taking your team to like you said the World Cup final, the the um, the Test final, and now the T Twenty final is incredible. And obviously before Kane Williams had such a long New Zealand career where he's been just doing incredible for the Test team, the One Day team, and the T Twenty team. Like it's crazy how he's he's led all three sides to a major final, and. Um, 
he's definitely cemented his um, his legacy in New Zealand folklore. Yeah, I think New Zealand have been crying out for international silverware in so long, and they haven't won a cricket World Cup as such. They want obviously won the World Test Championship. Is that a World <laughs> Cup? I don't know, but they've not actually won a international knockout tournament. This is huge for New Zealand. This is their big chance against Australia. That's going to be an interesting rivalry, a repeat of 2015. Toby, how good is Kane Williamson as a batter? You're the technical guy here. How much do you enjoy watching him bat? Uh, yeah, hugely. I mean, I particularly enjoy it when he has 5 off 11 against England because that's quite <laughs> nice. Uh, but no, he is a great player. And, um, there's, a, there's, a, there's always a lot of talk in T20 cricket. Oh, do you still need an anchor? Do you still need these guys who can rotate the strike and, and can't quite at the boundaries that the likes of the, the big hitters down the order can? And I think Williamson is the, the, the real the role model almost to show that, that yes, you don't still need it. And Darrell Mitchell almost the, the same. New Zealand really went in with two um, anchors, I guess they're kind of defined as. Careful when you say anchor. We don't want to repeat of. <laughs> <laughs> don't swear, don't swear, don't swear. Don't swear, don't swear, don't swear. Uh, yeah, uh, and, and New Zealand, knowing that their lower order struggle, not struggles, but perhaps a bit weaker with Santner at seven, when arguably mm. in stronger teams you might bat eight or nine. For England, for example, could be uh, could be our number nine batsman in some teams. Um, kind of meant that w- Williamson really has to perform, and he has performed really. He's been fantastic. Um, for New Zealand since 2010 or whatever yeah life, doesn't it? for a decade basically Ben do you think Kane Williamson's success at this tournament and in other tournaments maybe suggest we needed Joe Root at this tournament I know that's been my one big thing mm. over this tournament we need Joe Root we need that anchor as Toby has said and I think England we've not been great in our last two games obviously lost to South Africa we'd essentially qualified by then it required a miracle for something to not go right for us and us to go through um two disappointing losses it's fair to say do you think Joe Root should have been in this squad at least playing maybe especially when Roy got knocked out of the tournament due to injury I just think having Root in the squad would have been beneficial to us I know there's obviously been the Ashes coming up and that will take priority but I just think we needed him I just really think we needed him do you, mm. do you agree? Well I think stating the obvious firstly <laughs> he's, a, he's a fantastic yeah. uh, one uh, ODI batsman and a fantastic test batsman I've never really seen him as a an international T Twenty batsman, but I think um, I think you said this on the, the last podcast. He's good when when you've got the rest of the batting order collapsing around around you. Um, he's always there, just knocking the ball. He's always getting runs. But um, I think maybe it would have been good to have him in. But I mean, we have done well with the bat this tournament. I feel like we've just been out of form in the games that we've lost. Yeah. Yeah, do you peak too early maybe, do you think? Mm, I don't know. I think I think just losing a South African game was a big was a big thing. Yeah. Losing the game going into, you know, the knockout game against New Zealand was was a big deal in my opinion. Especially like losing a player such as Jason Wright and obviously not having Tamar Mills as well. It's sort of you're then changing like the tactics like you imagined you'd be going into a game with a certain um, with a certain team with a certain game plan, and you have to change it. And then so there's all these other variables. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just no, I, I don't think Joe Root should have been in the team. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Toby, do you think Joe Root? Yes or no? How are we feeling? On um, or is it? Are I being wise after the event? And you can say that if you'd like, because you know a lot more about the type of cricket and the statistics than I do. Personally, I just think we needed. When one sixty is a good score, mm. but it's not a winning tournament score. Yeah. If you know what I mean. I think Root maybe would have 
kept us going a bit more we sort of stagnated a little bit do you think on those sorts of pitches you would have worked or am I being wise after I that? think he definitely would have worked I don't know whether within England it would have been the right option I think a fully fit England squad mm. he doesn't get near the starting 11 po- po- possibly 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 probably in the 15 or the 18 man squad maybe as a backup yeah. batsman as an option but I think when you look at the likes of obviously Roy would have, was in there from the beginning but you could bring Stokes back in uh, to really who are, where would Stokes have fitted in if, if he's fit maybe instead of Malan and then instead of Wokes but then that limits your bowling even more because mm. they don't really like Stokes bowling four, four yeah. and that would mean like Livy would have to bowl four and Ali would have to bowl four yeah. and then Stokes or like Ali the eight between the three of them so I don't know possibly an option but I think they wouldn't they wouldn't have done that so he would have probably come for Malan which is also probably where Root would have liked to have to have batted Mm. Um, or would have been best utilised at least so I think I think in any other squad though I think pretty much any other squad Root would have slotted in straight away easily and anyone else would have loved him even New Zealand probably would have loved him because he almost plays a similar role to Daryl Mitchell I'd say perhaps doesn't have the expanse later on but him and Williamson are very similar players him Williamson and, and uh, Daryl Mitchell are all arguably similar players so maybe could have opened the battle for New Zealand India probably would have loved him because they love slower like rotating strike top order batsmen um, you know, like Rahul, obviously Rahul and, da- and Darwan and Sharma and all of these guys expand later on in the innings but early on their strike rates are often very low um, New Zealand uh, sorry New Zealand West Indies would have taken him instead of Rushton Chase probably to bat number three number four um, so that their power hitters could have batted around him or instead of Lendl Simmons even at the top of the order um, I think pretty much any other squad would have snapped their hand off to get Joe Root I think he doesn't quite fit into England's long tail everyone hits big everyone swings out almost and even Malan who is our um, hold, like holding batsman our, our mm. anchor still sw- swings big and scored at 140 last mm. match because he, he might take a little longer to get in but when he does get going he can get going big and hard and can smash it absolutely everywhere which he, which he showed um, yesterday yeah and we'll be back after this song for more debate over England and we'll go on to Australia, Pakistan as well as previewing the final we also have Yoran Ashes coming to a close and hopefully Toby will be writing that love letter This This is URN Now we're back talking about England's heartache at the Cricket T20 World Cup obviously very disappointing but are we maybe a bit harsh on the team let's not forget they didn't have many fantastic players Ben Stokes Jerry which has been a controversial pick off air um, and obviously no Ben Stokes has this been a successful World Cup Toby a semi-final I know we went in as favourites I know a lot of people put a lot of money on that has it been a success for England do you think? I think it's a success yeah I mean I think any World Cup where you get out of the groups always going to be a success um, particularly in a tournament that is so short such as the T20 World Cup uh, where and, a, and in a game that's so short as well it's often that the best team doesn't win the tournament I think <laughs> um, that, that's never been used a shorter tournament means the no, I'm I think when that. you think about it, though, it's that famous phrase. That famous yeah. phrase. <laughs> I think it's fair enough. I, I mean, I think England, arguably, well, the best team won't win it. Um, <laughs> India, obviously, this tournament have struggled a lot, but yeah, that's been they're not a bad watch, yeah. one. West Indies was everyone's favourite picks, have struggled as well. Um, have, yeah. I think, I think it's still been a successful tournament, though. I think England will just look on it. I think I, saw, well, I saw the. Um, Morgan, there was a quote that came out about Morgan apparently on the bus back from 
after their loss on the back, on the bus back from the the stadium, he was already planning for the next World Cup next year. So mm-hmm. I think he's already looking forward to it. There's no way he's going to be retiring, and there's still a chance that England will be able to hold both T20 World Cups at one time. Uh, both World Cups are at one time uh, with the Australian T20 World Cup around the corner next year. So I think it's still it's still a good thing. I think if England have a have a full strength eleven, full strength squads, in the likes of Archer, Stokes, Mills, and Roy, hopefully don't get injured. Curran's back again. Uh, they might look at Root. I don't think they will, but they might look at him, and maybe some of the younger guys might might come through as well. Such a Banton, obviously been so explosive in the Big Bash and the Blast and the Hundred. Um, my my favourite Will Jacks from Surrey. What a player he is! There we go. Um, yeah. So listener, that was six thirty two forty seconds past when Toby mentioned a Surrey player. There we go. I must be mentioning Sam Curran most of the uh, the thing That's as a well. Fair point, but you didn't mention but he was Surrey from specifically. Surrey. You no. Got that Surrey. You are Surrey. wearing Surrey shorts and it's a cold November day. Toby, I rate that. Got to flex, you know. Got to got to back the boys. Sorry, got to back the boys. Where possible. Uh, Moving yeah. on from Tony <laughs> boys. Um, let's go over to Ben's opinion. Do you think we missed Ben Stokes, Joffre Archer, or do you think we our depth means we shouldn't have to miss players like that? Oh, I mean, I think the big misses were Jason Roy and Tamar Mills. I think definitely with Tamar Mills not playing, that we had that void where we had no death bowler. And then obviously we had the horror show with Chris Jordan and Chris Wokes uh, towards the end. And I think with Joffre Archer, obviously you have that death bowler. But I think with Tamar Mills, he fills that void already. I mean, any team will benefit from Ben Stokes. You know, he's arguably our best all-rounder in the 21st century, maybe. I think he's better than Flintoff. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of, like Flintoff or Stokes. But I I think... I'd rather have... I'd rather have Stokes as a batter. I know Flintoff could change the game in like at Edgbaston 2005, but I don't think he ever got to the heights of um, uh, Ben Stokes. I think Flintoff is a great character, but I just don't think Flintoff ever got to those levels of high performance. Toby's uh, taking the mic away from Ben. Yeah. I'm sorry for Ben. I'm Ben's just, looking at me with quite puppy dog eyes. I'm there. just gonna add in. You've just gone no. I'm just gonna add in that Stokes can change games as well and has arguably yeah, yeah, changed yeah. more games I'd say yeah I'd, so I'd, I'd say he's a better gun fielder mm. better batsman I just I just think because cricket was on terrestrial telly we remember Flintoff a bit more because the like when we say oh we're cricket fans to people who aren't cricket fans they go oh Freddie Flintoff and mm. his sort of legend has been built up I know my dad who's listening will say Flintoff was overrated he only got three test hundreds whereas Ben Stokes has got about three double test Nine, hundreds yeah, yeah. Nine hundreds, he, he's a fantastic batsman obviously a fantastic yeah. bowler but obviously I think we do miss him Owen Morgan was this his downfall or do you think um, do you just think it's, it's, you can't always say the captain won a game was it his fault would you say Ben or do you think the, not the team let him down but just wasn't our day sort of thing mm, I mean I don't think Morgan had played as well as he could during this tournament yeah. but um, you know I, I mean, I'm just going to use this as my excuse for, <laughs> for England it's the, the the two people we were missing Jason Roy and um, Tamar Mills mm. yeah that's a fair shout Toby Owen Morgan, a successful, successful tournament for him. I know that he pretty much goes hands in hand with England, but obviously not many runs for Owen. And I think he'll be disappointed not to come away with silverware. Do you think Morgs is happy with this, or do you think he set really high expectations for this England squad that we're all quite disappointed with the semi-final? Let's not forget. Yeah. If we go back to 2014, we were miles away from any sort of trophy, yet let alone a final. 
it was a, he's really brought this team into the modern day do you think this is just a dis- another disappointment and that makes next year even bigger of a target for Morgan's men I think next year this has made next year an even bigger target I don't think it would have meant that next year wouldn't be a big target at all I think mm. they still would have gone for it but I've, I think Morgan Morgan actually hasn't had that bad a tournament I don't think he's not had a fa- he's not lit the world on fire obviously he's, he's not been unbelievable but in the sort of the two games arguably where he could do something and could change the game he kind of has a little bit um, with Sri Lanka he got that 40 40 from 36 when England really needed it and just paid second fiddle to Josh Butler when he got the hundreds and then obviously in the most recent game he was only faced two balls and still got four from it Yeah. Uh, which I mean obviously he could have got 12 but four, four from two is oh, England's best strike rate from that innings uh, captaincy wise there's not much you can do when Chris Jordan bowls like the way he bowls and when Wokes struggles at the death maybe selection could have been, could have been looked out for the final game but and maybe you could argue the same that when South Africa went so badly at the death for England that they should have realised it was coming with the with the with the semi-final as well with no death bowler to go with Jordan uh, and forcing Woke, uh, forcing Wood to bowl early so Wokes has to bowl at the death mm. but I don't think there's a huge amount of of, of that Morgan really could have changed mm. Jordan did lose his head but let's not forget he's been a fantastic servant to England's T20 campaign I thought he was really good for the most of the rest of the tournament and obviously when it really mattered unfortunately he didn't quite get that it was a bit of his uh, I don't want to say it will be his downfall because I think he will play, but let's hope it's not his Waterloo. On campus. And online. Online. This is URN. The Australia are in a World Cup final. Ugh, it's sickening to think about the Australians doing well, but they've somehow made it into a final after a magic day. Toby and Ben, I'll go to Ben first. What happened today against Pakistan? Well, what happened? Australia <laughs> won by five wickets. I mean, but I mean, Pakistan. They started. They they batted first. Um, Rizwan and Azam showing why they're the best opening uh, partnership at this um, at this year's T Twenty World Cup. Uh, Toby, Toby, can't just let let, them, let the fresher speak. Let the fresher speak. Let I know f- you're very anti fresher, but you've got to give him a chance. And then, um, and then Zaman came in with a half century, and uh, the boundaries were coming thick and fast. And then they uh, they set Australia 176, and uh, then Australia started batting. Warner showing he's still got some sauce to him at the ripe old age of 77. <laughs> he's got 49, not quite a half century, but um, yeah. But then Australia, they just suddenly started to collapse. They were 96 for five off 12 overs. It was not looking good, and then all of a sudden, Stoinis and Wade take a bow. Wade, he got something stupid, like 41 off 17 balls, which was unreal. Yeah. And then Stoinis was there supplementing as well. I can't remember what he got. Probably like... 40. 40, okay. He got 40. And um, yeah, they just took the game away from Pakistan, turned it right on its head. And all of a sudden, you see a, a, t- a Pakistani team who are 100% in the tournament. Now they're One out. Favorites, yeah. And we've got... A, um, an Oceania Derby final. An Oceania Derby. Um, I think everyone was quite disappointed. I was very disappointed for Harris, our Pakistan correspondent, a big fan of the Pakistan cricket team. He was very, not confident, but I think he was really happy following India's, uh, the defeat of India. And, well, so was the whole of Pakistan and pretty much the whole of the cricketing world. Um, what has happened to Australia, Toby? Because when we were at Mansfield Town on Euro and Away Days, still available on Apple and Spotify podcasts, um, it was... 
miles away that Australia would be in a final. They looked woeful. We dominated them. And somehow they've got into the semis, they've gotten into a final, and now they could beat New Zealand to be the best T20 team in the world. With Justin Langer's job, you know, I think it's all fair to say he's going very soon. The bean kick is going. And I just don't understand how that's worked. And I know you've got your new phrase, the shorter the tournament, the less likely a winner is, uh, the favourite is to win, which just so rolls off the tongue so much. Mm -hmm. It really does, it does. What has happened to Australia? I don't know, Jeff. I don't don't know, know, Jeff. (laughs) I really don't. That's, That's worrying that they're actually okay now. I mean, on paper, they've got a solid team, but for the past two years, two and a half years, their T20 record has been absolutely terrible. Abysmal. I remember in the last live show we had, we were talk- I was talking about that, I reeled off about five different stats about how they've not won any T20 games <laughs> before this tournament. And now, I think it was after we just beat them. And I think the Jews having a big, big impact on it um, and making the chases a lot easier, showing that accelerating at the end is a lot easier if you if you do have if you, if you have the Jew coming down and the and the, the chase chasing. Um, which meant that Wade could just hit three sixes in a row off the final three balls of the match. I mean, there was an over to spare again, similar to how New Zealand beat us. Um, and I think they just managed to, to pick the right time to go, I guess. And they had to go when they did, otherwise they would have been well behind the rate. If, if Wade had sort of sort of singled out, dot, dotted out, singled out that um, that final, that 19th over, they would have needed 18 off the final, 15 off and over, which is really tough when you think about it. So the way he just, he knew he had to go and, and it paid off. Otherwise, they would have had to send in Cummins if he'd gone out and it would have been a whole different story, I think. Ben, obviously on your debut, as the Aussies say, on Sticky Wickets, you made it quite clear your views on Australia. Yeah. If they were to win, and that's looking not likely, obviously we're fully behind our Kiwi chums now. Oh God, it, what does it mean for the Ashes? Them going in with absolute full momentum off, you know, I know that is white cric- uh, white ball cricket, but still, that's big momentum for the Ashes, surely. I agree with the chums, but I am now um, <laughs> very much for New Zealand. Um, I'll be a Kiwi for the day on Sunday. How would um, we be celebrating being a Kiwi, out of interest? How would we celebrate being a Kiwi? Um, oh, I have no idea. Hacker, I'd say. Do the hacker. Doing the hacker, so we'll, we'll put a video of Toby doing the hacker uh, somehow, but it's momentum, surely, for Australia, isn't it? Mm, yeah, I mean, it would leave a very bitter taste in my mouth if Australia won, especially going into the uh, the upcoming Ashes. Australia going into that series having won something, they'll be even more cocky than usual. Is that possible? Um, and yeah, it just wouldn't, it just would not go down well. Um, but yeah, I don't really know what else to say. <laughs> I just so, we just can't have Australia win. It's so galling as an England cricket fan, you know, a far better side. We've dominated Australia in the white ball cricket in a long for a long time now and just for it to go wrong like this with Australia in the final Toby you've got your head pretty much in your hands it's so sickening and I think we all expected a new team to win this World Cup and obviously New Zealand and Australia have never won T20 silverware on a world stage um New Zealand have got to win this surely they're the favourites please 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 <laughs> I just I don't know which I'd have rather I mean both have happened but I don't know if I'd rather England get knocked out and Australia get knocked out or England get through Australia I genuinely think I'd rather England and Australia both get knocked out just so they don't have the chance of winning it because mm-hmm. it's just oh, just why just yeah. why have they done this to us it's not good and it's T20 gods just ruining yeah 
Big for us. One thing that has surprised me quite a lot is that no Asian team has got to the final. I think mm. we were all expecting on these turning surfaces the due that they were better suited to a more uh, homely uh, accommodation for them, what they're used to, home conditions, if you will. To see no Asian team yeah. in the final, is that anything to worry about for Asian cricket? Or are we just, it's just, as you said, a shorter tournament, knockout. It, Toby's smiling <laughs> you at me. You stole yeah, the words right out of my mouth. It's a shorter right? tournament, so anything can anything happen. happen. On campus. And online. 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 This is URN. Ben, it's the URN Ashes. You are pretty much our Richard Osman, so what have you got for myself and Toby this week? So this week's game is first Aaron Flinch. <laughs> the aim of the game is, well, what, well what's going to happen is that you both will be facing off as you are now, very close. Yeah, and Mexico. each yeah. of you... Can I just say, listener, Toby's got some very short shorts on. He's very mind games. We're sharing a mic and I don't feel comfortable. Um, it's quite intimate. It's too intimate for my liking. Perfect amount of intimacy. <laughs> it's a very sticky wicket. So yeah, back to what I was saying. Um, they will both take turns in naming Australian and New Zealand T20 cricketers for this finals for the final this Sunday the players in the squads oh, are we allowing the, the injury replacement oh, that's just so overconfident just wondering this will be according to the Wikipedia page <laughs> for yes. the ICC T20 2021 squads how many people are in each squad each squad one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. I hate your confidence I hate it Toby um, this is quite tense obviously you're in Ashes at 6-8. Toby will... We're going to spice it up a bit. It's a double pointer today. So if Toby gets it uh, a win today, he'll be 8-8 and finally levels the scores for the first time since England were in Sri Lanka. And if I win, Toby's got to write, got to write a romantic letter and send flowers to Tammy Beaumont. Um, it's quite tense in the studio. Ben, are we ready? How are we feeling? Yeah, so there's 28 cricketers in total. And uh, I think it's time for you to take it away, lads. Uh, I'll go first. Steve Smith. Aaron Finch. Kane Williamson. David Warner. Matty Wade. Marcus Stoinis. Devon Conway. Glenn Maxwell. Oh no. Um, Glenn Maxwell. Obviously, you've got Warner, you've got your Finches. Um, Ashton Agar. Nice. Um, Josh Hazelwood. Uh, that's, that's a really good shout. Trent Bolt. Adam Zamper. Another good shout. Um, I'm, I'm just slightly worried that the music has gone. Oh, there, what's happened to the music? Oh, there oh, it is. Yeah. Okay, that's sorry. Bit well, of a panic there. There's a bit of a panic there. Um, I'm going to say uh, an Australian or New Zealand the player who could have played at this tournament would be Josh Hazelwood. Well, I've just said Josh. Oh. <laughs> He's back in it. And it is all over. Can I just say, I wanted this to be England Test cricketers, uh, c- cricket captains, but no. Ben had to go rogue, so he is definitely cut from your end. I'm very uh, rogue. That concludes our show. We've only got a few minutes left, so <laughs> we're going to finish it with... Let's go! T- Toby's overexcited. I'm too hungover for this. Thank you, everyone, at your end for such a fantastic night last night. We had a great time, Demi and Toby and Ben. We're looking forward for another happy year. And hopefully, your end with you will get an award next year. But it's time for Dreadlock Holiday by 10CC.